All right, Alexander, let's talk about what is happening with uh, Syria. It looks like we're getting very, very close to a solution to the, the conflict in Syria. Of course, we have the U.S. troops in the northeast of Syria. That's going to get resolved, I imagine, later at a later date. But we now have Saudi Arabia in discussions with uh, the Syrian government, uh, Assad being uh, back, being let back into the, uh, the Arab League as well. And uh, just a lot of diplomacy taking place over the past uh, couple of weeks to, to normalize the relations, the relations between Syria and, and uh, every country in the region, yeah. to be quite honest. Yes. But I guess yes. it starts with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is, is, is the key in yes. all of this normalization. It's the pivotal country because it was the Saudis who, along with, alongside Turkey, came together with the U.S., to try to overthrow Assad back in 20, 2011, 2012. And um, the Saudis, like the Turks, have now decided that Assad is there to stay and they're prepared to, you know, make up with him. And Saudi Arabia has just hosted uh, the Syrian foreign minister. He's visited Saudi Arabia. So that's effectively the resumption of diplomatic relations between Saudi Arabia and Syria. Syria is about to join rejoin the Arab League. And there's also talk about a full power uh, meeting, probably in Moscow, of foreign ministers, Syrian, Turkish, Iranian and Russian, basically to iron out the remaining difficult differences between Syria and Turkey with Assad playing, you know, playing a tough game with Erdogan. But it seems that we will be getting an Erdogan Assad summit. I mean, it's still on the cards. It's 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 definitely on the cards. It will definitely happen. But um, Saudi Arabia now wants to patch up with Syria. Turkey wants to patch up with Syria. Everybody does. The only people who are still wanting to pursue regime change in Syria are the Americans and their British friends. Yeah. So, what do the Americans and uh, their British friends do? What's their next step? Well, I'm going to say this. I think their, their next step is to try to make sure that um, Erdogan loses the Turkish elections. I mean, that's that's that that's their major focus at the moment. And Erdogan has already been complaining about this. Um, the trouble the U.S. has is that the end of the war in Syria is a popular policy in Turkey, and all the Turkish parties, as far as I could see, are united in wanting it. So they might not be able to achieve a change in Turkish policy, you know, the Turkish policy of seeking rapprochement with Syria, um, if, even if Erdogan loses, which I still don't think he will, by the way. So, but that's, I think, their immediate priority. The rest is, again, I don't get the sense that they have much of a plan B Merely went to see the U.S. troops in eastern Syria um, some weeks ago. I think they're going to try and cling on as long as they can and hope that something turns up that they can use to turn the situation in Syria. Or maybe there's some further plan involving an attack on Iran. I don't know. But um, I, I, it doesn't look as if they have any clearly thought, thought through plan.
Well, CIA Director Burns was in uh, Riyadh on a secret trip, which CNN reported on. CNN always reports on, on the CIA's secret trips. I know. <laughs> but uh, Burns, it sounds to me like Burns gave uh, the Saudis a warning. Yes. About, not only about Iran, but I imagine he also warned them about Syria. Well, he did warn them about Syria. He said that, he, he said that the U.S. was very frustrated by um, uh, Saudi, Saudi, Saudi Arabia's change of position on uh, not just Iran, but also in Syria as well. And we see what the Saudi response is. They've just welcomed the Syrian foreign minister. How, how much of, uh, of this, uh, this, this diplomatic, um, these negotiations and this diplomacy, how much of it do you think is, uh, is falling into, into the hands of China? How much involvement do you think the Chinese are putting into this? Because it looks like, I mean, Russia definitely has the lead in this. But um, do you think the Chinese are involved in, in, in any way? I think the two countries, China and Russia, <clears throat> work together. Um, but I think ultimately um, it's the Chinese that are playing the biggest role. Because it's the Chinese who brokered the biggest breakthrough of all which was getting Iran and Saudi Arabia on the same page. Now, that was, that was the main challenge. That was the most difficult thing. And the Chinese did it. So they can leave the Russians to take care of the rest, but they're obviously there in the background. If they solve Syria, and then they also solve Yemen, because we also have the Saudis talking with... Uh with the, 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 the government, the, the Houthis, and, yeah. um, and the situation in Yemen, I mean, these, these are huge diplomatic wins for, for the Chinese and the Russian and Russians, and these are huge uh, diplomatic losses for, yes. for the Biden White House. Yes, it's the end of that whole policy that was initiated way back in the early 2000s and which continued through the, the so-called Arab Spring to remake the Middle East What's happened instead is that the Middle East, all the major leaders are still there, apart from Saddam Hussein, of course, but all the major leaders are still there, all the major governments are still there, except that they've all turned their backs on the United States. Yeah. Uh, Tunisia is saying that they're going to, to enter BRICS now because they have some issues with the IMF. Um, Egypt is interested in BRICS. I mean, everything is... Is shifting yes. and it's shifting yes. very, very quickly. And yes. again, the Biden White House just seems disinterested. The CIA is interested. Burns is interested. Yes. But Biden, Sullivan, Blinken, they're just, they're not interested. Yes. They're, they're lecturing Saudi Arabia about woke stuff and, and things like this. They're, they're, they've fallen back on, on, on the, the, the ideology, the, the woke agenda. And they're not really interested in. Yes. In finding a way to 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 get back in the game, I guess in the Middle East, I think that's entirely correct. Given it up. I think they're giving it up. Well, I don't know that they've given it up, but anyway, they they so have Lincoln yeah. Sullivan. I'm saying like yeah. those guys. Yeah. I'm not saying. I mean, yeah. they're, they're so focused on the one issue of Ukraine at the moment that they are not really uh, considering any further anymore um, the Middle East. They've let the Middle East go. And given how important the Middle East has been for U.S. policy ever since the 1960s, that is astonishing.
Yeah. Just, uh, I guess the uh, a final thought is, I, I guess, the, the thinking of, uh, of the Biden White House at this point, I would imagine if they have a plan, I guess it's let's just destroy Russia and destroy China and the Middle East will have nowhere else to go but to get back on side with us. I guess that's their that's their ultimate plan. If, if they I, have I, think a plan. That's a, I think that is exactly right. I think at the moment, as I said, the, all, all of the emphasis is on Russia and on Ukraine, but specifically on Russia. And everything else is, is being relegated to, is being put down into as a sort of bottom drawer. So the Middle East is being left to take care of itself, which it is doing. Notice that we're seeing a, a reduction of war across the Middle East. <laughs> when the US is active in the Middle East, there's more war. When it is less active, there is less war. Very true. All right. Uh, we will leave it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Rockfin, Odyssey, BitChute, and Telegram. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.